Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Lane McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Lane, what's going on, sir? Not much. It's Friday. Uh, this week we got rookie mini camps. There's actual kind of football stuff happening. It's crazy. Kinda. It's kind of. No, it's, it's, I mean, I mean as, wearing... close as, as close as we've had in a long time. Let's yeah, put it that that's way. True. Yeah. Um, uh, we didn't even get a get combine. Yeah, yeah I'm, it's like, I'm, I'm hoping we get some uh, some nuggets out of rookie mini camp. Like just just everybody anything. stay healthy, stay healthy. Yeah, oh, awesome certainly camp. that. No, everyone get out of these practices healthy. I mean, certainly if you're not wearing pads. Uh, but yeah, I mean, hopefully we kind of get a little bit of information about what's going on with uh, with these rookies and how they look, and at least kind of what shape they're in coming into yeah. the, the camp. Uh, so today, Landon, we are going to talk about the the depth chart for the Cowboys. Kind of heading into the summer, we don't anticipate anything big changing over the next couple of weeks. Uh, so let's go ahead with the the magic of television. Let's pull up their depth chart right here. Um, all right. So first and foremost, uh, we did a defensive depth chart a couple of days ago. Today, we're doing an offensive depth chart. How do you think this offense? Kind of ranks out now that the offseason is basically over. All the talent is accusatory. Uh, the talent, you know, grabbing all your said, Yes. Yes, there you go. Uh, <laughs> how, how does it look? You know, I think it looks it, – I mean, obviously the top looks great. We knew that, right? We knew coming in, this is the strength of the team. This is what gives any any hope to the Cowboys. You know, uh, I, I kind of highlighted in blue the, the, the guys that are surefire starters. And frankly – you know, you can honestly add Biotish and Schultz in there and Williams Power too. Williams. I think, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I think the depth chart at the very top level is is pretty well set. Uh, and if it isn't set, it's going to take a monumental effort by a player like, let's say, McGovern or Schultz uh, mm-hmm. to kind of overtake the guy that's in front of them. Uh, but you feel very good about all the starters that you have at basically every single position on offense. So. The question now becomes, how do you feel about the depth? And, and I think after last year, uh, that's really the, that's really a strong question, right? Um, I, you know, I think they've made some moves this offseason that kind of went under the radar to kind of solidify with some of their depth. I really like the Jeremy Sprinkle signing uh, to sure. add to some of these guys that they like a little bit further down, like McEwen. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, the wide receiver depth looks good. Um I think the real difference between this year and last year might be, you know, where, how you feel about some of the offensive tackle depth uh, and, and offensive line depth, even though you felt pretty good about it last year, uh, to be honest. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think you feel a little bit better because you've got a guy like Biotis who's actually taking snaps now and you feel good about who he is as a player. McGovern hadn't taken any snaps at this point last year. So he's played more now. Um, you know, Brandon Knight moved inside. It's just now you've got more players with more experience at that offensive line. It gives you, a, a, you know, a little bit better level of security. What, what stands out to you in this whole list? 
that there's really not one spot that I think is a major weakness, right? Yeah. Like I think if you're going to point to something, it's probably center because Maybe. Tyler Biotis is a young player and uh, he did miss some time, but there's not a lot to poke holes here. Landon. Like even like we're talking about like wide receiver four as a spot where we're not quite sure who's penciled in, but Cedric Wilson played well last year and so did Noah Brown. And then you drafted Semi Fahoku and you got some undrafted free agents you like. And we're talking about the tight end four spot potentially being up for grabs and the running back three spot, you know, with some competition. So it, it, it's just a really deep offense. The biggest weakness to me is that backup quarterback. And we kind of saw last year, like, it doesn't really matter if you go out and you pay a, a backup $10 million a year. If you don't have Dak, it really doesn't matter. So I'm not all that concerned about it. Now, what was it that the old uh, Indianapolis uh, offensive coordinator, yeah, yeah. Tom Moore, used to say? I mean, we that's, don't practice F. <laughs> yeah, we don't practice F. I mean, you know, look, if, I thought I thought that and, signing Andy Dalton was about as good as you're going to get uh, as a backup quarterback last yep. year, right? I mean, it was a good situation. It didn't save the Cowboys. I mean, you know, they, they won. They probably won, maybe won a couple more games that they wouldn't have won before. Um, but it didn't, maybe. you know, it, maybe. But yeah, I mean, that's it. Maybe, right? Like, so yeah. it didn't ultimately save the Cowboys. So, you know, I think when you're when you're thinking about signing a, a, a backup quarterback at this point, you're mostly hoping – I mean, really, you're mostly looking for a guy who can get you through a game if Dak can't finish a game, right? Because if, if it's beyond that, if it's beyond one or two games, yeah, yeah. like, what you know, it's – we don't practice F, you know? We, yeah. we don't – it's it's at yeah. that point, you're, you're in trouble if, if it's a long-term situation because any backup quarterback is going to be easily exposed over multiple games. That's sure. why they're backup quarterbacks. I think like what we saw from Garrett Gilbert against Pittsburgh last year, where yeah. he was functional enough to run the offense, and he but what he was there a week before uh, he had to start. I think they picked him up, and then he all of a sudden had to play. But he was functional enough to get the ball to the receivers. He had enough athleticism to not get himself killed. And they lost that game against Pittsburgh, but it wasn't a train wreck. Now, Ben DiNucci, that's a that's a different story. But <laughs> I honestly feel like if they go into the season with the current list of quarterbacks and let's say it's Dak Gilbert and Danucci. It's fine. Honestly, it, it, it's not going to make a bit of difference to me if they go out and sign somebody because it doesn't, this team has such a small margin of error to win games, right? They're going to have to win because they're going to score 30, 40 points a game that if you get a backup quarterback in there, I don't really care who it is. If it's not a top 10 guy in the league, it probably doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean that's that's the real thing here is that uh, you know this is an offense team like this is a yeah. team that's centered around us scoring points. You can't have a, a, a low performance game from your offense like your your defense can't sustain it. It's, it's yeah. not not currently. You know, uh, you might be able to get by through a, a, a game with uh, with uh, you know things like having a strong running game if your defense was just a little bit better and you're playing a weak opponent but this is not a a, a winning formula for the season yeah you know this is yeah. this is a uh, this is not how you win games long term the, the cowboys can do what they're hoping to do playing the way they want to offensively but they can't do that without Dak so right, uh, right. yeah if they lose Dak then it's uh it's it could get ugly quick especially if it's long term 
All right, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action on Bet Online. Before the next pitch, head, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. All right, Landon, uh, as we start to prepare for training camp, which I just saw Jerry Jones said they're going back to Oxnard, they still have to figure out whether they're going to have fans there or not. But it does whoa, sound whoa, like that. What? 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 Yeah, <laughs> they, they kind they, of really put a damper on it. But uh, yeah. They're going to have fans. I'm going to just gonna break some news here. They're, they're going to want people out there. Um, I mean, I, I'll tell you, my, I'm, I'm in California and our governor has uh, allowed, has lowered the, 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 you know, alert down to a point where gatherings are allowed outside. So, I, I mean, I really am not there. too worried yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. As we head into training camp, what are the two or three spots on this offensive side of the ball where you think there could be some competition for snaps? Well, you know, you and I had an interesting conversation not too long ago about uh, Schultz versus Jarwin, which I think, it, you know, I mean, it, it made me think. I mean, I think Jarwin is going to get a, a crack at his starting spot back, and I, I'm assuming that he's probably going to be, you know, the default starter. But Schultz, I think, showed you something yeah. that is enough yeah. that he's earned some spot, some time on the field. I mean, he's earned the opportunity to at least see if he can uh, take some of those snaps away from from Jarwin. and. Uh, so I think that you know that's going to be an interesting spot. Uh, you know, the you've you mentioned it. A lot of the competition that's going to happen in training camp, uh, that at least that we can anticipate right now, is going to be kind of down roster, yeah. right? It's going yeah. to be in the the fourth offensive tackle or the the third, you know, interior swing guy. It, it's those are the kind of competitions that we can anticipate right now. Um, and, and, you know, anything outside of that, anything higher than, than kind of that second team, second, third team borderline, uh, any kind of competition above that line would be surprising. And, and, and right. if it so happens, what, yeah, I, I gotta, say, I, if, please give it to me. I was just gonna say, if it happens, it, it's, it's because there's a surprise, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's an injury, yep. in a, in a surprise in a negative way or surprise in a positive way, a guy that's down roster has developed to the point where he's ready to just kind of take on the the, the upper tier of the offensive uh, unit. So earlier today, Brian Broaddus of 105.3 The Fan was asked, who do you believe is going to be the swing tackle for the Cowboys this year? His, his answer was, it's Josh Ball or Connor Williams, is that surprising to you? Do you think that's an actual battle that we'll get in camp? Look, if their plan is to consider Connor Williams at tackle, um, I, I mean, that, obviously that makes me wonder about what's happening with him at guard. Like, is the idea, okay, he's the starting left guard, but he's also your swing tackle if you need him in a pinch, and then, you, and then your next configuration is what? Williams, McGovern, Biotish, uh martin's uh collins maybe 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 um i, I think that's very interesting I, I think that you know ball to me is uh already i think within striking distance of where steel was last year you know i, I mean he probably was a better player than where oh, yeah. steel was out. starting out of the year for sure uh, and but at the same time, I don't think the Cowboys had any intention of steel playing last year. No. I mean, that was just a, no. a, a huge, you know, 
complete disaster. So it's interesting to me that, that Ty Nitschke wasn't even named, really. Um, because that seems to be the guy that would be the obvious choice since he has experience doing the job and he's played a ton of snaps in the league. Unless unless the thinking is, hey, we're going to make this as simple as possible. If Tyron goes down, let's move Connor Williams over from left guard to left tackle. And then if Lyell goes down, maybe we'll just have Terrence Steele and Ty Nischke compete for that spot, right? Rather than having, let's say, Nischke or or steel or ball try to train at both spots. Maybe they're thinking of it that way. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just kind of throwing out theories. And maybe it could be a roster configuration thing. Could maybe be. what they're trying to do is trying to keep the number of game day offensive linemen down, which I mean, that's really playing with fire. Yeah. Uh, but by having Williams do that and maybe not necessarily making Nisky active week to week, maybe he's like your long-term uh, solution if you if you had like a multi-game injury to one of these maybe. tackles that's maybe that's a good idea that could be potentially it right you know and maybe that has to do with part of <laughs> Nisky's salary maybe they maybe he has game day roster bonuses that they are trying to work around or something like that so uh yeah i mean i think that it, it could be interesting to see that's really where the, the the fascinating stuff happens it's not so much the the 53 man roster that's usually yep. kind of yep. predictable except for maybe four or five different guys at the end of the roster but what's really fascinating is how they construct the game day roster. Right. Who actually right. gets dressed day to day? Because you got to have enough players to cover all the positions, but you also need to have enough spots that you can fit the kind of, uh, you know, specifically uh, uh, job like the guys who are the uh, the very like kind of trick players that you use that you mix in that aren't necessarily solid backups, but you right. want to get snaps for those guys on the field. Can I interest you in a RB3 battle? Like, is that actually a thing, or do we just not care about the third running back on this team? I, we should care about the third running back on this team, you know, because simply that there are so many, so many games now. I mean, another game gets added. I think as you start to add these yeah. games, we've talked about this on different platforms, uh, that, that, as the games get extended, the positions that get used up quickly, running back, linebacker, these guys are going to need more and more depth. So, Keep an eye on Rico Dattle. Keep an eye on Jaquan Hardy. You know, keep hmm. an eye on these guys and see who's who's going to uh, who's going to be kind of in the mix there. And you know, look, it's running back, so there may be another name or two that gets added that could suddenly be in the mix. I mean, that's just the way running back is. Is that it's it's they're everywhere. They're available everywhere. You can grab them. So especially huh. third running back. Huh. It's almost like you're trying to say like they 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 don't matter or something. Yeah, to I, a I certain know. point they don't matter. Yeah, at a certain point, certain huh. point, after a certain Seems level. Like a good talent, website idea. Just, all just putting that yeah. out there. Uh, <laughs> I, I saw that you brought up Hardy. I just next week I think you guys should be on the lookout for some uh, some Hardy content on this podcast because I think we I think you might be a fan, Landon. I, I've got a feeling. I, I I compared him to Mini Marion Barber, and I, yes. I I love the way he runs, man. Yeah. It's just he's, well, uh, he's a tough dude. We'll talk well, about it more next week for sure. Yeah, so that's that's one of the spots I'm looking at. Again, I don't think wide receiver four is up for grabs at all. I think that's Cedric Wilson. I don't even think wide receiver five is up for grabs. I think that's Noah Brown as really? well. I mean, do, do you think Semi can crack the top five? I don't think he has to beat Brown or Cedric Wilson. I just think he has to be good enough to convince the Cowboys that they don't need to pay Brown or Wilson $2 million. That's all okay. that he needs to do. And I think that's the difference, right? Is that, 
you know, it's McCarthy and this organization. It's a lot for me to believe that he's going to be able to do that as a rookie when Cedric Wilson and Noah Brown know multiple spots. Like if if something were to happen to CD, you could put Wilson in and he can play in the slot and he can play in the outside. I just don't know if Semi's ready to do that. I, I think if you're talking about building the best wide receiver room, I think you're right. There's no way that Cedric Wilson or Brown is, should lose this battle to Fahoku or Smith or Vash or any of these guys. Absolutely. But if we're talking about roster construction, we're talking about salary cap stuff. There is a, there is a way you can convince me that, Hey, 90% of, of Noah Brown's job is, is to play special teams. If Fahoku can be 90% of Brown on special teams. That one I understand more, more than Cedric Wilson, just because I think Cedric is the better receiver. I think Cedric Wilson, I, I wouldn't cut Cedric Wilson period. Just because I think he he's a really good player that's hidden yeah. on an incredibly depth chart yeah. uh, of wide receivers. So yeah, I'm not getting rid of Wilson either. All right, let's take one more quick break so I can tell you guys about Built Bar. Built Bar is the absolute best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. Real chocolate with amazing flavors. It's just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON15 and you'll get 15% off your next box at BuiltBar.com. All right, my last question for you, Lana, before we head out, is there any spot here on this offense that you would like to see them add a veteran to maybe fill a spot? Is there is there one spot you're pointing to? I mean, not really. I mean, quarterback, right? Maybe I mean the, the quarterback, backup quarterback, you could, you could see that. Um, you know. Uh, I think I would look at – uh, for a more proven third running back in okay. maybe you, maybe you look for, I mean, there's, there's guys out there like Duke Johnson is sitting out there right now. Like if I could bring in Duke Johnson to be my third running back who can, you know, pass protect, he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can return kicks. That's really intriguing to me, but that's just about it. I don't see any other spots that I'm all that interested in. fullback. And I, no. yeah, well, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you need four, you need four or five more fullbacks. You didn't, you didn't uh, even list it on here. Look at that. Uh, yes, I did. It's it's a running back. Come on, he's the fullbacks are running backs. Okay, yeah. give me a break. Uh, yeah. So no, I I agree. I mean, I I, I could see another running back. I, I would say probably later into training camp, though, maybe even after training camp, right? Like like give give these guys all the snaps that they can handle. Yeah, I agree. You know. And then, you know, see, maybe what you do is you get a fresh guy off the pile who didn't go through a whole training camp and you can bring him in and, and, and on a cheap vet deal or something like that. And, and you know, hopefully that's that that can uh, give you some solid experience snaps without, uh, you know, waste, <laughs> putting him through a whole bunch of tackles in training camp and, and, and wasting his legs early on. Tight end, Jesse James is out there. Tyler Eifert is out there. Trey Burton, Jeff Swain. Any of those guys do anything for you? I mean, I'm. I will remain on the Swaim train until uh, the train goes off the tracks. Yeah. Um, I no. I think. I think we're. You know. I think they're solid with where what they have right now. If there's an injury, I certainly wouldn't be surprised. I think they like McEwen. Okay. They do. They do. Um, yeah. So I think Sprinkle is a, a guy that can really kind of step in and do the job uh, that Bell did last year. So I, I think they're probably pretty solid there. Um, yeah, I just because I don't, I think it depends. If Sprinkle is just terrible, then maybe. Uh, but I think if, if he isn't, then you, you've got three solid guys, and then a guy that you like to develop. And the Cowboys, are, you have to give them give them credit here. The Cowboys are pretty good at developing tight ends. 
Yeah, and the thing with like Sean McEwen is if he is so bad and you have to go out and get another tight end like a Jesse James, I get it. But the problem is, is he is so much cheaper than any of those vested veterans that I just have a hard time believing that the Cowboys would actually move on, right? Because I'm looking yeah. at his salary right now. He is 776000 for this year. Yep. If you bring in somebody like Jesse James, that's going to be, I believe it's like 1.8 to like 2.1 million. Yep. There's not that big of a difference for a guy that's only going to play <clears throat> a couple snaps a game at most. Yeah. Right. And, and guys, like, that's the thing. And this is why I keep harping on this, like, for guys like Brown and, and some of these other guys, is the Cowboys have got to find money. Like, if mm-hmm. they want to add players, they want to add uh, free agents with all the money that they have at the top of this roster and all these names in blue that we have here that have big contracts. The Cowboys need to find some, some, you know, areas where they can get extra money. So that's why we're talking about replacing guys like Brown. And, you know, it's like when you pay reserve players, that kind of money uh, it's, it's hard to manage, uh, you know, signing veterans off the street when you also have big top end guys. So any of these guys who are even close to these highly paid uh, uh, backups that are, or special teamers, they're all susceptible to being uh, beaten out, even if they, aren't exactly necessarily better players, you know, before week one of the season. I'm even looking at Jeremy Sprinkle's contract right now. The Cowboys can, Cowboys could actually release him before the season and save a million dollars. So if like, if McEwen or let's say Nick Eubanks uh, was even close and they could save a million dollars, they might do that even, even because there's just not that big of a difference between those guys. So don't be surprised if we see a couple of surprising releases like, it wouldn't even shock me if like Ty Nishke doesn't make the team if Josh Paul shows he's competent enough, right? They have numbers at the position. They have guys that have experience. I totally wouldn't be surprised if 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 Steele comes back a different player. You yes. know, after all yes. that experience, after working with Duke Mer- Merriweather, um, I, I, you know, I could see that. You know, they yeah. have Ball, they have Steele. Uh, they they are trying to look. They want to save some money. We keep talking about how things look on the defensive side, and we keep talking about veteran free agents that might be available, especially on the other side of training camp after cuts. Mm-hmm. If you want to get involved in that market, you need money to do that. And if you want to get that money after all these heavy contracts you handed out to the top, you you cannot pay your fifth wide receiver two million dollars a year. You cannot pay you know your third tight end. X that amount of money. You yep. got to find a way to, to, to decrease those margins. And the best way to do it is to replace those players with players on rookie contracts. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download it and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audacity, wherever you get your podcasts. Continue to follow us on YouTube. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy your weekend. We will see you back here on Monday.